You're listening to Deployment Pillars. Military life can feel overwhelming, especially during deployment seasons. At Team Pillar, we believe that a little peace of mind can go a long way. That's why we're proud that this episode of Deployment Pillars is sponsored by USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York. USAA Life facilitates members' financial security through a range of products and services, including life insurance policies, with several benefits specialized for military families at no additional cost. Because wondering about your family's financial future doesn't need to be on your deployment to-do list. You can learn more about USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York at usaa.com pillar. This is the Deployment Pillars podcast, where we share the best deployment advice for military spouses from people who have been there, done that, and got the homecoming kiss. I'm Joanna, the voice behind Joe My Gosh and co-founder of Pillar, the digital retreat for deployment countdowns. And I'm Becky, founder of Brave Crate and the second half of the Pillar team. We believe that while deployment is tough, it can also be a time of growth. That's why we created Pillar, the totally free digital retreat for deployment countdowns. It's three days of online community, inspiring speakers, and nonstop giveaways designed to set you up for deployment countdown success. Today's episode will give you a little taste of what to expect if you join us for the retreat. I know exactly how you feel. Raise your hand if a friend or a family member who has never experienced a deployment has ever said this to you while you were counting down. What did you say? How did it make you feel? As a licensed professional counselor in private practice, EJ Smith LPC specializes in trauma, LGBTQ issues, and military family stressors. In this episode, EJ is going to teach us how we can connect with others, accept support, and construct responses that set appropriate boundaries while honoring our most important relationships during our deployment seasons. Hi, my name is EJ Smith, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and a Marine Corps spouse. I'm here to talk to you today about learning to connect with others during deployment. You know, one of the things that I've learned over my time in, um, in the military community is that community is so important and that when we're connected to one another, we can get through so much. Now, that being said, not everybody offers the right support at the right time. And so we're going to talk about some ways to kind of navigate that and to help you learn how to communicate what you need and, you know, go about getting it. So let's talk about one of the first things that comes to mind when I think about challenges related to connecting with others during a deployment. That is that, you know, the military community, um, it's very special, but it's also very unique to the rest of our culture. And so as much time as we spend with each other, sometimes when we go back home or talk to coworkers about the challenges that we're facing during deployment, people try to understand and maybe end up drawing comparisons um, in an attempt to empathize that don't always land just right. 
the classic example of this is, you know, your spouse is deployed and your coworker says, oh my gosh, I know exactly how you feel. When my spouse went away for a whole week to a conference, I was left with the kids and I was just totally overwhelmed. Okay. So on the surface, you may be tempted to really be taken aback and, you know, to say, I a business trip versus a deployment, you know, one's a week, one is months. Um, one, you know, comes very much so with the element of, you know, potential danger and, you know, lack of communication and those types of things. The other one, you know, maybe voluntary or at least one would hope relatively safe. Um, so there are differences and yes, I do understand that. That being said, that doesn't necessarily help us when we're trying to build community. So I understand that it can be a, a false comparison, but I think that there's some mechanics to kind of explore to see if we can't make this seem maybe not so problematic. Okay, so let's talk about how people relate to one another and communicate. I want you to think about if I had a ticket in my hand, right, and I was to hand you ticket or offer it to you and you have a choice as to whether to take the ticket or back away from, right? And that's called a bid. So anytime in any relationship, even in our marriages, when we offer somebody something, conversation, a gift, whatever, it's a bid, okay? And so you're holding your hand out saying, I have this thing, I would like you to take it. And then you have a choice. The receiver has the choice of, do I take it? Do I not? Well, in this case, the person offering the comparison is saying, hey, I have something that's related, right? And on your end as the receiver, you might think, no, you don't. <laughs> but here's the deal is that most of the time people draw from their own lived experience. And we've already said that the military community is extremely unique. And not everybody is going to have military experiences that are going to run parallel to our experiences as military spouses. But that doesn't mean that people can't care and that they can't show support. So here's what happens is that, you know, when somebody is, is creating that um, opportunity and, and trying to create that space and bridge that gap, I want you to think about the fact that before they ever opened their mouths, um, they had to, in some way, go back in their own lived experience and imagine like an old school Rolodex or even a recipe, you know, box. And you're just like looking, 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 looking for something that is, that is relevant and that might fit. Well, um, in this case, this person pulls out business trip, right? Oh, their spouse is gone. My spouse is gone. I miss them a lot. They miss their spouse a lot. Must work. Okay. And then they offer that comparison, right? Or really it's not even a comparison. It's really about empathy. And so here's this, here's this shared experience that we've had. You as the receiver get to either turn away from that or, you know, embrace it. I'm going to encourage you to the best extent that you can to embrace it. And here's why intention matters, right? Most of the time when these situations arise, it is just somebody who is trying their best to communicate that we're not alone, 
right? That somebody is in it with you or has been where you've been and has come out the other side. Um, now, not everybody's intentions are always going to be wonderful, but in this instance, I think more so than not, it's usually pretty well intended, even if it doesn't land right. So with that in mind, you know, thinking about the intent, thinking about where they're drawing from can go a long way in helping you kind of preserve your sanity and feel good about this interaction with another person. Let's also talk about it's important for you to know what you need. That means that I need to take responsibility for what it is that I'm looking for to the best extent possible, right? So now sometimes you're gonna be so overwhelmed maybe that you don't even know what you need. And in that case, it's probably worth it to you know, talk to a trusted friend or maybe even find a counselor to go and find out what is it that I need? What is missing? What is happening right now that I'm not dealing with that well? Knowing what you need can help you advocate for yourself and ask people for certain things. Do you need time to run errands? Do you need something fixed, right? Do you just need a friend to talk to? And here's the other part. Not everybody is going to be great for all things. So you're going to have different types of people in your life and it's totally okay to use them for varying reasons. For example, we all probably have that warm sunshine on a rainy day friend who is just so warm and fuzzy and always good, you know, for cheering people up and maybe bringing you a meal and that kind of thing. And they're just so beautiful and wonderful. It's amazing. But then there's other people who, you know, maybe they aren't as warm and fuzzy. Maybe they're more of a problem solver. And those problem solver friends, well, if you try to use them as a warm and fuzzy friend, they're going to come off really cold. But if you use them as a problem solver support, you know, not all the time do you need a hug. Sometimes you need your dishwasher fixed. Sometimes you need a ride to go pick up your car from the mechanic shop. So, you know, your problem solver friends are going to be wonderful for you during deployments because we all know that as soon as our spouses leave, something breaks. So, you know, those problem solver friends, they can be really wonderful assets to us. Then, you know, you have your 2 a.m. phone call friend, right? Your 2 a.m. phone call friend is the person that maybe they don't know how to fix your dishwasher or, you know, they're not going to help you look up a warranty and maybe they don't have time to necessarily, you know, run meals over to the house or something like that. But they are that person that, you know, if you call at 2 a.m. because you can't sleep and you're just having like an, you know, meltdown, that they will show up for you, right? Now... Truth be told, in my friendship circle, I am the 2 a.m. phone call friend, okay? That is that is my role. Um, I, I don't even know, maybe it's because I'm a counselor, but I am the 2 a.m. phone call. What I'm not is the let me help you plan your kid's fifth birthday friend, okay? So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've ever helped out doing that, but it's not my forte, and there's probably somebody else who would really enjoy that experience. So you can have these different friends. There's also the friend that, you know, maybe they're not 
really good with um, emotions and maybe they're not your 2am phone call friend, but they are the friend that can always put you in a better mood with some lighthearted laughter, sending you funny memes or something like that just to keep things kind of lighthearted. So, you know, be sure to use your entire network of support. Right. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed this talk and that you had a little bit of time to reflect on maybe what you need and then also how to kind of interpret what others are saying so that you can, you know, just be really warm and receptive to the support that's being offered to you, but then also, you know, utilizing your support to help you as you identify what you need. Right. Okay. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your experience here and thank you so much for your time. I'll see you. Thanks for joining us. We hope this episode inspires and encourages you as you count down to homecoming. If you're not part of the Pillar community, we can't wait for you to join us. Grab your completely free ticket for the next Pillar, the digital retreat for deployment countdowns at pillardeploymentretreat.com. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you back here next time.